0: Hey everyone, it's Ryan and we are here at episode 8. Yes, almost two double digits if you've made it this long, we're kind of asking why. But anyways, hope you guys have enjoyed our podcast in the past. If you haven't already, subscribe to your favorite podcast channel. We've got a handful that we have them out now, including posting on our social media accounts and YouTube. So there's lots of different ways you can listen to me ramble on once a week. So today we're going to kind of mix things up. Before we get started, make sure you check out our website at www.risenfly.com. All of our products are on there. We appreciate you guys just checking things out. Um, When we started the company, we wanted to make sure we backed everything up so there's a lifetime warranty on all of our products in there too. So you break a rod because you snapped it over your leg on missing that big fish or your kid slams it in a car door or it just uh, breaks for whatever reason. We'll make sure we get you back fishing in no time. So today we're gonna mix things up a little bit. Um, talk about a couple of uh, just fun fishing stories I've had over the years that are almost a one in the million chance. Um, so, so yeah, you you go out fishing and you catch some fish and hang out with some buddies and there's always these random things that just make you crack up or make you listen. You know, uh, recall them years later. Um, so I remember one of my first ones. I was uh, fishing this little spillway for bass, and I was catching a handful of largemouth there, and just in a local stocked lake that has bluegill bass, and then they stock it with trout, um, and I remember throwing a grasshopper, and there's this little stick there, and I was like, okay, I just need to pop it over that stick, and it's right where all the bass have been, I pop it over the stick, and the stick wasn't a stick, it was a, a common water snake, and uh, yeah, hooked him right behind the head. So, uh, so that was fun. That was my first like obscure catch of my fly fishing career, just a couple years in. So pulled them in there. There were actually a bunch of white bass in here and I'd never seen white bass in there and haven't seen them since. Um, but there was a school of like 15 to 20. And when I hooked them, they all just attacked the snake. The snake was maybe a foot long. Um, so they pretty much like ripped this thing to shreds and I never had to bring it in, but, uh, they saw the feeding opportunity. So that was an interesting, uh, interesting occurrence over the years. Um, I think I shared my story of my buddy grabbing a steelhead with his bare hands in a past episode, so I'm not going to share that one, um, but that one's worth a listen. I'll have to look back at what that is, and maybe I'll share it in the comments later as to what episode that was, Um, but you'll have to check that one out. One of my other favorites, um, so I talk a lot about steelhead fishing. That's kind of the big thing to do here in western Pennsylvania. As Lake Erie from us, just north of Pittsburgh here. Can hit some of the tributaries in an hour and a half. I can hit the lake in two hours. Um, so there's always lots of fun stories uh, over the years. You know, I've got stories of fishing in single digits where you know your fly line just becomes a bead of ice, and uh, you can't tell if your flies are on top of the icebergs floating down the stream, hitting you in the leg, or actually down below. So we've got uh, <laughs> we've got stories that. <laughs> I'm laughing because I can just recall them that I've got a, a friend of mine that was driving and he's a huge Star Wars nut, just absolutely huge. So he's got Yoda's voice and an X-Wing on his GPS. So this was, oh gosh, 10, 15 years ago. And the other guy that was fishing with us, he... uh he, he made some mistake about it and he goes, sorry, I'm not a Trekkie, <laughs> completely, completely not even, you know, not even understanding that Star Trek and Star Wars completely different things. And so my Star Wars buddy was like, it's Star Wars. But that was, yeah, that was that fishing trip. It was nine degrees outside. We're driving from one place to the next. I think we hooked three fish out of like six guys that day. Um, but because of the fun stories, you just remember that and uh, and recall those as years and years gone by. One of my next favorite steelhead stories was fishing with a buddy of mine. It's funny. He used to, uh, here's, here's a fantastic story. He moved out here from Colorado. Um, he used to be like a trail guy, did some hiking trips and rock climbing and rappelling and stuff like that out in Colorado. And, um, one day he was on a little hike, looked down at the stream and saw this rod and reel and walks down to it and, uh, It was busted in half. Nobody in sight within miles. You know, he was kind of out in the middle of nowhere. So he picks it up, takes it home, does a little research, realizes it's an Orvis rod. They had a warranty on it. So he sent it in, uh, paid for the little warranty claim on that. And then he went to a pawn shop and swapped an old snowboard for a pair of waders. And that's how he got into fly fishing in Colorado. Um, So I took him out a few times here, taught on the ropes. Remember, one day we're up for steelhead. And, uh, you can fish multiple flies up here. We usually fish one to three flies, usually two for me. Um, and he hooked into a steelhead and, uh, and it looked like he had foul hooked it. So he snapped it off. He's like, oh man, that was my last fly of that kind. That was really working well. I said, I'll get it back. You know, completely joking. So I find the fish that, um, that he hooked and, and, uh, and lost the flies on top. I cast to it a couple times, just hoping literally to catch the fish and about on my fourth or fifth cast, I cast out and uh, and I pulled back in and literally his two flies that he lost somehow got dislodged off of the fish and were wrapped around my rig. So I walked up to him and he walked like 20 feet down the stream. I was like, here's your flies." He's like, you're kidding me. I was like, no, literally just pulled him right off the top of the fish. Um, so that was uh, that was fun. And uh, this will be a short podcast, but I'm going to share a story probably one in a billion so we've talked about one in a million like how do you get those flies back without catching the fish without foul hooking them again but this one here was the same guy we were fishing i do a trip up to new york and fish uh streams running into lake ontario every year for salmon and steelhead and brown trout and all kinds of fun stuff up there um and uh you know the typical king salmon in that area is like 15 to 25 pounds they get a couple 30 to 40 pounders every year but they're pretty rare uh, so these fish put up a great fight, they snap a lot of fi- a lot of hooks off, you know, they, you foul hook them, so they, you know, you get a fish that's way upstream and it might have three or four flies in it, so I'm always like, uh, you know, um, doing surgery and grabbing my hemostats and yanking flies out of these fish's uh, fins before I put them back. So this one, I, uh, I host the trip, so I'm always the net guy, and I netted the fish for him, and I go to take the hook out of his mouth. And this is where literally one in an absolute billion opportunity happened. So this fish had a, had a fly in its mouth. And my buddy, the same guy who I got his flies back from the steelhead, had his hook. The The point of the hook was through the eye of the other hook in the salmon's mouth. So he didn't hook it. He hooked through the eye of the hook. Like, what are the, what are the odds of attempting to do that? And what are the odds of absolutely doing it without... You know, without uh, I don't know, you might as well buy a lottery ticket after something like that. So not only did he hook it through the eye of the hook, but he actually brought the fish all the way in through that too. So the other hook was was firmly in the fish's mouth, um, and he hooked through the eye of the hook, which was just uh, just crazy to me that uh, that something like that happened. So that was probably one in a billion. Lots of fun stories over the years. Um, I would say another one from mine. Uh, was I was fishing a late night spinner fall. So we've got a brown drake catch about 45 minutes north in a local stream. And I usually fish late at night. I'll fish into dark and I'm uh, hiked way downstream, uh, fished a big hole. There's a big rock that a lot of fish kind of hide behind and there's a deep pool behind it. So great for spinner falls. And I'm fishing, and I'm catching a couple fish and it's getting darker and getting darker. And I cast out there and And all of a sudden there's this weird slack in my line and I couldn't see much. And I'm like, oh man, I must not have tightened the tip of my rod. And it flew off because that's happened before to me. I'm sure it's happened to some of you too. So I'm like, what is going on here? This is weird. There's this weird slack. And I look at the tip of my rod and it's still there. Uh, And then I start to kind of pull some line and realize that my line is not in the water, but it's in the air. Um, And if you haven't guessed yet, I hooked a bat mid cast. He came down and literally took my fly um, so I brought him in about as far as I could, he kept flying and he snapped the end of my line cause I was probably fishing five or six X for dry flies then. Um, and then I just heard him screeching off. So I knew he was hopefully going to be fine and hopefully get that fly out of his mouth, but, but, uh, hooked a bat. And, uh, so I've hooked a snake, I've hooked a bat, I've hooked a couple other weird things over the years, caught some crayfish, um, hooked snails that have maybe taken the fly. So those are all weird catches over the years. And I remember walking back to my car in the pitch black with a little headlamp on, um, and it's just kind of a little dirt path back to the car. I was maybe 30 yards away from the car, and there was a deer, a doe, bedded up five feet off of the off of the path. And I walked up, and she spooked. And yeah, I about uh, needed a new pair of underwear after that because it was like 11 o'clock at night, walking back in the pitch black, and uh, this deer just scared the you know what out of me. Um so that was a fun interesting encounter with two different animals on that uh, on that fishing trip outside of the fish. So uh go ahead and share some of your stories. Uh comment below, comment on any of our uh media outlets there on some, you know, one in a million opportunities that you've had over the years fishing and uh and tell the fun stories that I'm sure you're sharing with all your friends too. So just wanted to have something a little different today. Uh share some fun stories over the years and hope you guys have enjoyed those. So, uh, before we check out, make sure that you subscribe to any of our channels here. We want you guys to be notified of all of our new podcasts that we're putting out on a weekly basis that come out on Monday mornings. We've got a handful in the future already recorded, so that we've got a few out there. Once we record a ton, um, we will probably boost it to two a week rather than one a week. So, we're still working on making sure we've got plenty of content for you guys. So, we hope you've enjoyed it. Check out our website at risenfly.com. And have a great day. Thank you guys for listening.